Welcome to You Dive Deep, where we dive into a single question each week and navigate through this tough thing we call life. Come on, let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of You Dive Deep. I have some surprises for all of you. We're actually doing a lot of different changes. We're having a lot of different guests on, which I'm really, really excited about, but I don't want to give too much away, so definitely stay tuned for that. And if you really want to, just kind of follow us on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is just at You Dive Deep, no spaces. It kind of gives you a little peek behind the curtains, if you will, behind the scenes and a lot of fun stuff. I do a lot of random giveaways and I do a lot of things for the community, try to give back when I can. So it's definitely something fun to be a part of so it doesn't hurt to kind of have that a little bit of a follow but with all of that out of the way I am really excited for this episode because I have an incredibly talented guest on which is kind of going to be the mantra for the next couple of episodes just really phenomenal people I look up to and this one's really special to me because I went to high school with this person and she has a bigger heart than her voice which is going to be hard to believe when you have the opportunity to hear her I want to welcome Maria to the show hey Maria how are you hi Tommy how are you I am fantastic. I was actually having internet troubles heading into this. So I was getting so stressed out thinking, oh, no, I don't want to cancel on Maria. Like, I, I got to make this happen. <laughs> so right now I'm actually sitting working off of my hotspot. So I, no, I'm not trying to flex, but I'm like, hey, I got to make this happen. Got to make this work. But before we kind of kick off the show, I want to give like I know you and you're someone I look up to. You're incredibly talented and awesome. But I kind of feel bad for my listeners. They don't really know you very well. So that's kind of when I have to kind of put the spotlight on you and say, Maria, who are you? Well, thank you for that fabulous introduction. Very kind of you. I am. I am me. (laughs) No, Uh, I. (laughs) That's such a tough question. And. I don't think people ask it enough unless it's like the Instagram bio and then it's like, I love donuts and dogs. (laughs) Um, No, I'm a a songwriter, a singer, a musician, a performer. I am an aunt. I am a uh, sister. So I am a lot of things. I think professionally, the best response would be songwriter, singer, musician. And yeah, that's, that's who I am. It doesn't really get super deep unless you want it to. Uh, I guess that's the title of the show anyway, You Dive Deep, but I am a fun-loving, I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's became your dating profile now. Maria, tell me Is what your dating, dating profile, profile would look like. <laughs> what? I feel unprepared to answer this. No, I'm, uh, yeah, professionally, singer, songwriter. I'm a live musician. I have performed solo. I have worked for a corporate wedding band. Uh, I am a college dropout. I am a Delco raised girl. Um, If anybody knows what that is, you'll know what it is. And if you don't, (laughs) you will Google it and then you will know everything. So yeah, I would like to keep that part short, I guess, because that's really what I do. Um, obviously who I am as a person goes a lot way deeper than that in many directions, but yeah, that's, I would say the main description of who I am. I love what you actually said in the beginning, kind of as a joke when you said, I am me, but that is how I would describe you too. Saying like, oh, who's Maria? I'm like, oh, well, it's Maria. Like you, you would have to know her. And I mean that in the greatest compliment because right before we started the show, we said, hey, wow, how is our 10 year anniversary for our high school already coming up? That's ridiculous. And a lot of the times I intimidated is not the right word, but maybe embarrassed a little bit too. I don't really keep up with a lot of people that I went to high school with because that version of me was, you know, it was kind of embarrassing for me at least. But I I know um, that's actually how I know you, Maria. And that's what I want to give listeners for that. It's kind of like the show doesn't have segments, but it's like parts I like to highlight. And one of the things that I've gotten great feedback from is listeners really like it when I kind of connect our relationship to the listeners so they know how we know each other, if that makes sense. So Maria is someone I went to high school with. And once again, it might be because I am naive. Maybe it's because we lived it and it's kind of hard to describe yourself and things. But I felt like our class was really different from like other high school classes, if you will. I know a lot of times when I watch TV, a lot of high schools have cliques, real big groups and things like that. And don't hear what I'm not saying. We definitely had that in our class as well, like our grade or whatever you want to call it. But there was a lot of like mixed groups, if you will. And there was not much judgment or maybe I did not feel a lot of judgment. And so in a regular high school setting, I guess, I feel like I wouldn't have a lot of opportunity to hang out or talk to Maria or even become friends and things like that. But just the way that my whole high school or I guess academic career, I guess, kind of went, I felt our class was really different. I'm not saying everyone got along, but everyone kind of knew each other. We were a smaller high school and things like that. But Maria is always someone that I had a lot of fun with. I mean, we had a 
couple classes together. I know in my last bonus episode, I was talking about how we I was in a variety show. I was an MC. Maria was one as well. We got close through that. And I think overall, I always loved being around Maria because she was someone that was really genuine, authentic, because she always kind of knew what she wanted to do. And that's something that I was kind of envious of because I always felt like I was discovering myself. So I feel like throughout high school, Maria, we weren't like best friends or super close friends or like hang out after school and things like that, unless it was something school related, if you will. But it never was like, oh, Maria is just like that person I would only say hi to in a hallway and things like that. But I would love to get kind of your context in our friendship and see if I maybe described it correctly. You're like, wait, Tommy, we were best friends. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one Thanksgiving? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, no, I think that was a good uh, way to describe it. I think, you know, through the theater program and the variety show, um, or maybe having a couple of classes together was the extent of our like after school interaction. Um, But I definitely think we always got along. Like I remember like really fond memories of variety show. And I always thought you were like so hilarious and just the nicest person. And always, you know, people you could tell in high school, people just gravitated toward your energy. And I think that is definitely important to mention for your listeners as well. And it's evident on your show. But yeah, our friendship wasn't like, you know, we are best friends. But I think it is telling that 10 years later, we're still in contact with each other in a positive way. And I think that speaks volumes to, you know, the class that we were, like you mentioned, it was kind of like a big crossover of people and it wasn't super clicky, like the, you know, the classic high school cliche. It was more like um, like a high school musical movie where like some of the like the jocks would be in the musicals and like uh, the art kids were like the most popular kids or it was like a big mod podge. Um, but I think I like it. I like that that was our experience. Yeah, it was almost like a big melting pot because for our class, once again, we weren't the biggest class. Like I know I remember Upper Darby had like their graduation class was like in the thousands. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then we had our graduation class. And yeah, I mean, once again, graduation is still slow because, you know, it feels like they're just reading off of a telephone book and whatnot. But for graduation, for me, it was kind of cool because it was almost like every time they said someone's name, I was like, oh, I know that person. Oh, I had this experience. Mm -hmm. That's how small and intimate it was. But it was still a little big enough where you didn't feel like, oh, this is like a weird small community kind of thing either but I think you hit the nail on the head Mm. saying it was like that melting pot there was a lot of people wearing a lot of different hats it wasn't like what you see on tv shows of that's the goth group there's the band kids there I mean that of course existed but it was never like oh like I can't talk to Maria because she is uh in theater and music and I might be more of x y and z at no point were there any type of barriers where I would be intimidated to reach out to others or say oh people will look at me weird if I want to go hang out with x y or z so I feel like a lot of that actually had a big influence on I feel like how I started to develop after high school as well. It actually prepared me really well for college because for me, when I was in college, I was able to kind of be really fluid depending on the social interactions I had. And I felt like that was due to kind of our high school upbringing where we kind of were almost forced to get to know everyone in different ways rather than saying, oh, I only know how the jocks are. I only know how the theater kids are kind of thing. So it really helped me Mm -hmm. out. And one thing like I did mention, Maria, is even throughout high school, everyone always saw or at least myself always saw you as someone I was like, okay, this if anyone in our high school class were to make it big or be really talented and do something out of the box rather than just like an office job or things like that, it would I put my money on Maria because you were always someone. It's almost like part of your identity. You're always so musically talented. uh, You were so driven. And there's always that medium of do they just have it? if you will. Uh, A lot of people can sing well. A lot of people might have that drive and things like that. But anytime, whether it would be, I don't know, whether we have little open mic nights during school, during a fundraiser or anything at all, I would always see you being able to volunteer and not just volunteer, but everyone excited about it as well. And so that's why I was so excited to get you on the show, because we do kind of repatch a little bit in our past, but then start reflecting on, yeah, you're right. Or at least for me, I haven't thought about that in the past and whatnot. So it's just really cool to have someone on the show like that. And so I before we jump into the main question that we're going to be kind of talking about, what is your reflection now? We are, like we mentioned, about 10 years removed from high school. A lot has changed, huh? Yes, a lot has changed. I mean, in the, and in the same breath, I feel like it was yesterday. My high school experience was a good one. I don't look back on high school and say, like, I wish that never happened or anything like that. Um, I was highly 
highly invested in the music program. As you mentioned, I pretty much spent all my spare time either on whatever the musical was that year or my own personal musical just endeavors. I was in like a, I was in a three person band. I don't know if you remember that. It was called Out of the Question. Ooh, gonna Um, have to link some stuff in the show docs, eh? I don't even, I would have to search old iTunes archives to find the music. <laughs> oh, or you can look oh, it up. Find it. Or you can look it up on, <laughs> or you can look it up on YouTube. I think we did a couple of the variety shows, but yeah. So I think all of my free time was basically consumed by my musical endeavors, um, which I obviously don't have any regrets about because it super shaped who I am today as a person and as a musician. Uh, but yeah, I had a good high school experience. I, I think. For the most part, I mean, a lot of people, or not for the most part, but a lot of people don't have great high school experiences, and I think ours was good. I I really enjoyed all of the different things that we got to do, all the trips we got to go on as a class, and the events that they would have, uh, I think were really good, and that's why I think that had a lot to do with why our class was, like you said, not like close, but you you didn't feel any intimidation talking to different groups of people and we were just one big mix. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. I would say that it translated well to college for me, but I only did one semester at Temple and then I dropped out. It just wasn't <laughs> for me. I, I It was so strange too, because I felt like I prepared all four years of high school. I worked so hard to get like good grades. And that was always like the goal was like get into college. But then once I got to college, I was like, wow, this, this ain't it for me. So yeah, I did one semester at Temple and then I was like, hey mom, I'm actually coming home and I want to do music forever. And I, but I don't want to be a music teacher. And she was like, okay, luckily I have very supportive parents. And she basically said, as long as you get a job, you can do whatever you want. So yeah, but high school was, was good. I would, I'll say this, if there is a 10 year reunion or well, because of COVID, who knows, but if there is a reunion, I would go to it. Yeah. And I think that's uh, another question I asked before the show started. I was like, wait, I think we had like a five year reunion, but I felt like the, uh, I don't know whatever <laughs> happened. Like I didn't even know it happened. I just knew I was like getting in contact or was talking to some of my high school friends, obviously, because it was only five years after high school. Uh, I was staying in contact with them. I'm like, oh, yo, Tommy, did you get like the invite for the five year? I was like, what are you talking about? And I think they said everything was done through Facebook. I, once again, don't quote me on this. I could be remembering all of this wrong. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, like I don't I don't really use Facebook anymore. And like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're going to miss it. And at this point, I think I was actually over in Kansas City. And so I wouldn't have been able to make it anyway. But of course, you know, 2021, our graduation class was 2011. So that means our 10 years coming up. But I believe because of the pandemic, I doubt something will happen. I'm not sure if I would go only because, like I said, it's a little weird spot for me because I feel like I'm still not too happy with who I was. But I absolutely understand what you're saying of I also had a good high school experience, though. So whenever I saw those memes of like, would you rather, you know, stub your toe every single day, 10 times a day or have to relive your high school experience? I'm like, wait. What that doesn't make sense. Why is one option good and why is one option bad? And they're like, right. oh no, like usually people hate high school. I'm like, I didn't hate high school. And they're like, oh, that's probably because you must have been like the popular kid. And I was like, no, I definitely was not the popular kid. But I mean, <laughs> I don't think, you know, it was that like I loved it. I there are definitely maybe some things I would change, but I just had a great time kind of mirroring what you were saying. But some of the things that you mentioned is actually the perfect reason why I wanted to ask you this question today. And the big episode question is. What is your purpose? And the reason I had Maria specifically for this is I always felt like she always knew what she wanted to do, even though uh, we were joking, be like, oh, Maria only went to Temple for like a semester. She thought college was for her. But I mean, it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of knowledge to be like, hey, wow, I thought I wanted this the whole time, but it's not. And then making the decision to say, no, let me pivot now, go do this. I mean, it was very evident from early on. It seemed like you knew what your purpose was. So I would really kind of well, first of all, know what your purpose is and maybe how you came to find that. So let me break this into parts and say, Maria, what is your purpose or what you believe your purpose is? Oh, man. Um, I think I have a I have a lot of different purposes. And I think just to start there and just to make that like a very important thing to say is I feel like a lot of the times we get caught up in thinking that we have one purpose in life. 
And we're definitely made for more than that as humans. I think if you were to ask me that professionally, I would say from a music standpoint, my purpose is to bring people happiness and evoke some type of emotion through music. So whether it's me performing it or it's a song that I've written and someone else is performing it, to give somebody that experience based off of something I created, that fulfills my purpose musically. I think as a person, outside of music, I want to do good. I want to make people feel good, support everybody the best that I can, even outside of my family and friends, just be like a good person. And I think if we're all good people, we leave a mark on the world. Even if you're not remembered a thousand years from now, it's a chain reaction or it's a domino effect of just goodwill that just sparks the next person to want to be like that. And I have a lot of people in my life that inspire me to be that way. And I think that's how I realized I, that's what I want to just, I want to just be that person for somebody else or for other people. And I think that is my purpose. And tied into that would be, like I really would like to have a family one day and be a mom. And I think I really want to do that as much as I do because I have such a good mom. And watching her, do such a good job. Like I want to be like her. I want to, I want to raise kids and have them look up to me the way that I look up to her. Or I'm getting married this year. I would, would like to be a really good wife. <laughs> I want to be a good wife. I want to be a good teacher of life. I want to be, you know, I just want to be a good person. And I can't always say that I understood that when I was younger. I think when I was younger, I just wanted to be accepted. And that had a lot to do with maybe me not being the nicest at all times, especially in high school. That those, ooh, those hormones were raging. Um, <laughs> but uh, they were not always great. And I, you know, if I could go back, I would probably be a lot nicer and just like better person. I feel like, you know, like you were saying, you know, we don't lo- always love the, the versions of ourselves that we were. But yeah, I think my purpose in life is to just do good and spread that good to other people and hopefully inspire them to do good. And I think that's how we'll keep the world turning. And then musically, I would love to, you know, have success in music as well. I think that would fulfill my professional purpose. And that's beautiful. And a lot of the things that you said shed a lot of light to kind of who you are as a person, who you're developing to be or quote unquote, what that purpose is. And I did want to shine a little bit of context in who you are with a great example I have. But before I get there, I want to congratulate you, of course, Maria, on about to be getting married this year. So that's huge. So that's fantastic. And I'm so happy for you. And not just that, also shout out to all moms out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, they are really magical people. And I have no doubt in my mind that you'll be a very supportive mother to kind of also reflect what your mom have done for you. But of course, now being able to bring a lot of the traits that you have and being able to kind of have that as a mindset while, you know, it's so weird. You get to develop your own child. Mm -hmm. Like you have so much of an influence on that. And so I'm really excited to just kind of see how motherhood will treat you and things because it's kind of weird. That's what we, that's kind of what the conversations sound like when you're an adult. Now we talk about these kind of things rather than whatever we'd be talking about in high school. But one great example I want to give about Maria, and I know it's so hard to talk about yourself in a complimentary way, I guess, because I have like a self-deprecating sense of humor because a lot of times when I try to be funny, a lot of the times people need you need someone to be the butt end of the joke. And sometimes people are sarcastic to others and whatnot. And so the way I usually try to form my humor is I never want anyone to be the butt end. And if anything, that butt end should be me kind of thing. So then when it comes to complimenting yourself, I'm like, wait, this is the complete opposite of like what my shtick is. And so I understand it could be a really hard concept to get. But Maria is a fantastically supportive and helpful person like she has been saying and to put this into context let's rewind just a few months ago when it's it's christmas time it's still 2020 unfortunately and christmas is just coming on and now it's the 26th i had this random idea a little bit before christmas saying hey wow everything kind of stinks right now i would like to maybe put on quote unquote a variety show or an open mic night and just kind of spread some good vibes out there because at this time there was a lot of pessimism a lot of toxicity and just i felt like everything that i was hearing not just from the media just around me everyone's topic of conversation was very negative and i was like the world will be a better place if we all just smiled more or were just nicer so i was trying to throw together this little variety show just with a handful of different people it didn't have to be singing it could have been a poem it could have been whatever and the first person i thought of randomly and I don't know why I was like oh you know what Maria would be like a phenomenal person to be able to get this and I know Maria will never admit this or say it but in my context was 
I love everyone that performed, but Maria was like my ace in the hole, if that even makes sense. I was like, if I have Maria, I will be able to draw people into this <laughs> because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how many people watch as long as we are all having fun. But I would be lying saying, oh, like I wasn't happy that over 100 people to like that is still crazy to me uh, with the short amount of time frame that we threw everything together. But with everything going on in Maria's schedule, here comes me. We probably haven't really had a long conversation in over a decade and me just saying, hey, so I know it's a holiday season and you're probably super busy with like everything but the day after christmas would you like to partake in this live stream and you were so open for it. you're like oh yeah absolutely like i can make that work and i was like holy smokes that's crazy and i think not just only specific because you were there but you definitely added to that dynamic of wow like this was a fantastic experience i'm still thinking of oh we should do another one eventually mm -hmm. but just kind of speaks to how selfless you are just being able to put a like you really helped me kind of put that together and things like that, whether, you know, you would admit it or not. So I just kind of want to give the context of if you believe that is what your purpose is, it's already shining. And sometimes it feels a little bit more comforting being like, OK, yeah, I feel a little bit more validated because I don't want you to ever fall into like a cycle of thinking maybe it's just what I think. But, you know, sometimes when it comes to actions, you might feel like you're falling short. But I feel like without you, uh, who knows how that whole variety show thing would have went. But I'm just so glad you're a part of it. So this is kind of another way of me saying, well, one, thank you for joining. But two, it's really cool as you're kind of describing what you feel like your purpose is. It's already coming together, which is really, really exciting. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And that was a lot of fun. I think we should definitely do it again. Uh, and it 100% made people feel better in a time that was kind of very stressful and low for a lot of people. Everybody else that performed that night was amazing. And shout out to uh, Timur, who I still think about his dramatic readings of pop songs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you uh, for reaching out and involving me. I love to be a part of anything that is along those lines of just, you know, like I said, spreading positivity whether it's through music or poetry or comedy. Um, so I'm always down for that. It's honestly no secret and it's kind of something or maybe even the thesis of what we're finding out, but it always seems like you not always knew what your purpose was or always knew what you wanted to do. But what did that journey kind of look like for you? It kind of looked like uh, when you're going through high school, you knew this was something you really enjoyed, something that you're passionate about. So that's why you spend countless hours in the musical, countless hours in, you know, at high school, it would be like a lot of kids in high school, as soon as the bell rings, they're out. They're already out on the bus and just like, I can't wait to go home and just do whatever I want to do. But honestly, I'm sure there are times where people will be walking around locking up the high school and be like, yo, why is Maria still here kind of thing? So what did that journey kind of look like for you? Because there's so many people that are struggling to find. And I know purpose is such a big word and it's so hard to define, but I love how you said there's this fallacy in thinking that we only have one purpose. That's not necessarily true. Maybe there's one big idea that you want to do, but there's a lot of different factors that kind of figure out all the different purposes you have, whether it's personal, professional, whatever that may be. But if you want to, maybe even rewind. Let's see that younger version of Maria. How did she slowly develop the sense of purpose? Well, let me take you all the way back to 19. What would it be? 1990. Oh, you're aging yourself, girl. 1998, I guess. I was five years old. <laughs> and when I tell you I was terrified to sing in front of anybody, Wow. I was terrified. I would cry. My mom my mom would try and get me to sing in front of my family, my aunts and uncles. I would cry and cry and cry. I would not do it. And of course, I would sing in front of her and my, my immediate family. But as soon as she asked me to perform anything that I knew, because of course she was proud and wanted to share my voice with people, which still, you know, I appreciate that she still does that. I was so scared to sing in front of people. I would really throw a tantrum to not have to go through with it. And if you could get me to sing in front of people, I would hide. Like I vividly remember hiding at the top of our depths where no <laughs> one could see me before I, before I started singing because I was just so nervous to see people's reactions. So that's how it started. It's not where the, uh, the obsession with performing began, <laughs> I'll have to say. But fast forward a couple years, uh, I got older and, you know, obviously like your confidence grows a little bit. You realize, you know, this is something that I'm maybe good at. People are, people like to listen to me sing. And I started singing at our church a little bit. I would sing the Ave Maria in Latin when I was like six years old and people thought that was like the coolest thing that ever happened. And really, I just learned it based off of Andrea Bocelli's version. I didn't know Latin. I would just, 
you know, mimic what he was saying. But that became kind of like an annual role for me at our church growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of helped me to like learn how to sing in front of groups of people. And then when I was in, I think I was in third grade, third or fourth, one of the local Catholic high schools was putting on a production of Les Miserables. Ooh. And they were looking, yeah, they were looking for like the young Cosette Eponine role, which they were using two different young girls. And they just wanted, they out of like, I think 200 girls auditioned or something like that. My, I got the role and then this other girl, Amanda, got the role as well and we shared it. And I was so nervous. I practiced every single day my song. I had one song called Castle on a Cloud and... Uh, which is still near and dear to my heart, that song. And I think the first night at the curtain call, when everything was over and we had put on a successful show and it was my turn to take a bow and everybody started screaming and clapping and I was hooked immediately on the... Ooh, I was hooked That's on when it. the adrenaline, all the yeah. dopamines release and you're like, holy smokes, I want this all the time. Yeah, I was like eight years old and like crying happy tears. So it was just an overwhelming moment of like, wow, this is what I want to do forever. Hold on. Let's just rewind real quick. You see an adorable little Maria <laughs> hiding upstairs. No one is seeing it. And you're like, oh, the acoustics might be better up here while I sing down below to, so no one can mm-hmm. see me. And fast forward just a few years. And now you're you got this audition. 300 people audition. You and this one other girl, Amanda, got it. And now you're you know, you have that one song. You're so nervous. You nail it and then curtain call comes and you get essentially a standing ovation that's just that evolution just right there is something i'm envious of because i feel like that small window of time that you had to mature develop and get something that you're so confident and you know something you're passionate about enough like it's almost like your passion overrid the fact that you're like i know this is scary this is vulnerable and even people that are a lot older let alone what how old did you say you were when you did this eight i think i was eight or nine years old yeah Yeah, eight or nine years. I mean, I don't even know if I could pay a 30 year old person to do what you did. (laughs) And just the fact that you worked enough courage and but you knew it. You're like, I I think I am good at this. And of course, it almost goes back to mom is always right. Right. Your mom was like, hey, you Mm -hmm. have a great voice. Let's share this and things. But it's funny because just that small time frame is just shows how strong you were. And to me, I'm just like, holy smokes. Eight year old Maria had way more swag than I currently do right now. (laughs) Stop. Oh, my gosh. No, it, it was so unexpected. I because I like I said, I was so nervous going into it. And then then you couldn't get me to shut up and you couldn't get me <laughs> to stop singing. And I feel like I still feel the same way now. You know, you can't. I'm always singing. Even my fiance is like, Do you know, you sing all the time. I'm like, yes, I'm fully aware. I sing constantly. But that's just become a part of who I am. And that experience changed, I think, the trajectory of what I wanted to do because before that I was going to be a veterinarian full and through and that was you couldn't get me to say I would be anything else I wanted to save dogs lives and that was all that mattered which still I love dogs let's just put that out there that hasn't changed um and animals (laughs) but uh yeah that one moment I I mean I vividly remember the feeling and I still get chills when I think about it I just and in high school you know doing shows in high school Every single time that we had a curtain call, it was a repeat of that feeling. And that's, I think, what I kept coming back for. It's so beautiful to hear because it's almost like I I don't want to get super dramatic and say, Maria, this was your origin story. Like, this is the moment where you figured out your whole (laughs) life at eight years old. You made it. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I just think it's so beautiful because I now just very recently feel like I figured out what my purpose is. I And once again, purpose I, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like it's subjective when you break down definitions and things. But for me, I feel like purpose is very fluid. You, you don't have to lock in and say, this is my purpose. And then always try to do things surrounded by whatever that is. It's just wherever you are in life, you might have a different version of you, kind of like what we mentioned before. And the high school version of me definitely had a different purpose. And let me tell you, that purpose was probably not good. Kind of similar like you. I had a very big ego in high school. I was always like, oh, I want to have the most friends. I want to be the life of the party. I want to be this and that. And obviously that's what I thought my purpose was. But now that I've matured and hopefully not that much of a piece of poo anymore, I'm like, oh no, Personally, now, I think my purpose is one thing that I feel like I still value that I kind of developed in high school is 
I have like this weird energy. I don't really know how to explain it. Like even at job interviews when they're like, wow. So like you really stood out because like you're so energetic. You're so different. I'm like, uh, you know, of course I would be lying if I said, no, I wish I stood out because I was such a great candidate for, you know, how smart I was or blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I feel like this is a trait that always followed me everywhere. No matter where I am, they're like, oh man, you're so optimistic. You're bouncing. And so I kind of am using that to my advantage because I feel like that's what I can use. Maybe be that extra pep in people's day, but also try to draw people together, especially during a pandemic like this. That's why I've been enjoying these podcasts. Like Maria, when was the last time you and I really sat down and talked? And I can honestly say it probably wasn't until like high school, which is pathetic, but this gives me an excuse to talk to people. And I feel like that's what my purpose has currently been. And I definitely feel it changing. But then once again, when I think back of uh, someone I look up to, such as yourself, I'm like, wow, like Maria had that origin moment. Maybe I've already had my origin moment. I just don't know. And I have to self-reflect even more. But the fact that you're able to find that purpose is fantastic. And so now I'm almost going to have to twist your brain a little bit because not everyone is as fortunate or maybe determined, passionate about certain things or have that confidence to pursue what they think their purpose is. But you had that strength from a young age, whether that might be the great environment you had, like your mom, your parents, and just whatever, just saying, no, you can go do this. You can pursue it. Or even your mom even was gloating to people saying, hey, Marie, I know you're going to hate and resent me and scar you right now, but you're five years old, but sing in front of everyone. You're crying and crying. And now I'm sure you look back saying, mom, thank you. Because of you, I'm here. But I think a lot of that was kind of environment. But a lot of people might not have that type of uh, upbringing, that kind of uh, environment or whatever. And so people are struggling to find the purpose. And my, I'm in this category as well, even though I think I know what my purpose is, is that really what it is? So what is some advice that you would have for people that might be struggling on this path? And can you also shed some light? And right now, every time I think of you, I always, once again, think of someone that's super determined, hard worker, and just always knows what they want. Have you ever struggled or questioned yourself during this whole journey of where you are now? Yeah, definitely. Um, and those two questions tie together really well because a lot of people don't have like an aha moment to say like, oh, this is what I want to do forever. And or you question, you know, like you said, you you question um, if you are correct in what you believe might be your purpose. Um, so I guess starting it with my advice for people who don't who don't feel like they have found their purpose yet or don't necessarily have a supportive group of people or environment around them that is encouraging what they think their purpose is, I would say try everything you can to figure out what makes you happy. And I think if you follow happiness, the end, um, it might not come at first, but you will figure out a way to make it your life's work or your purpose. I mean, when I was eight years old, I wasn't really thinking about how can I make a living out of, you know, doing that out of this feeling out of, you know, performing and stuff like that. I, I, when I was eight years old, I thought you had to be Britney Spears to make money off of it, which is not true. And also shout out to Britney Spears. I love you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so I think people who are struggling to figure out what that thing is for them, you just have to try a bunch of different things. Um, and even I went through kind of like a trial and error phase of, you know, at one point mm -hmm. I thought I wanted to be a makeup artist because I loved makeup. And um, I actually got my aesthetics license. Um, I went to school for it. And that was after I had dropped out of college. Um, and I tried that out. I even worked at a salon, two different salons for three years. And at the end of the day, I had, you know, a moment of reflection where I said, I like doing this, but this isn't what I'm meant to do. And I think if you just are fearless in the sense of trying different things, you will eventually find the thing that you are made to do. And don't give up on trying to find that thing. If you feel like you're stuck in like a nine to five or you just you don't love the job that you have or you don't love what you do. It doesn't mean that it, this is going to be it forever. I mean, you could randomly, you know, when you're 52 years old, have an experience and and that changes the rest of your life. And you realize then, you know, this is my new purpose. So I would say just try everything you can that you think you might like and don't get discouraged if it doesn't come right away because it's not a simple thing to figure out. And then the second part of that question, I would say my, like the conviction behind my purpose is tested all the time. It's, the music industry is very difficult industry. Um, it's not very straightforward as a lot of industries are. It's not like if you want to be an accountant, you get, you know, your degree and you become an accountant and then 
you, you have a job and that is what it is. Um, music is kind of all over the place and it has a lot to do with the right place at the right time. It has a lot to do with the people that you know. And I am, I'm still learning that. I'm still learning the industry and it definitely tests your like your heart behind it, your soul. And it can be very exhausting um, emotionally and mentally because I've been successful in things with music. Personally, I don't feel as if I've reached the goal that I'm trying to attain. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize that I have found success in certain areas of music that I always have wanted to. I have created a, a live music business for myself that is not in a pandemic supportive of my lifestyle and so i'm grateful for those things but on like a a larger aspect of things like i want to i would like to be one of the top songwriters in the world that's one of my goals and i want to sell music my music to major artists and be successful in that way and in that sense i'm still very much hustling to make that success for myself and of course with the people that i work with which is actually my fiance who i write with and a couple other producers that we work with so i'm not saying of course i i would never say i'm doing it alone because i'm not and i never am and i owe a lot of credit to those people that i work with but there is still you know the doubt of will i ever make it and it's such a tough industry it's easy to get inside of your own head and discourage yourself but that's why it's important to have a good group of people around you and just a support telling you that, you know, don't give up and keep going. And if even if you don't have a supportive group of people around you, I think podcasts are actually a fantastic way to spark inspiration and motivation. Um, and there are tons of them out there, just like life coaches, or maybe it's a podcast in the area of your interest. Um, but there's something for everybody. And I've drawn a lot of inspiration off of People I don't even know that I just listen to their podcasts. Yeah. And you brought so many great things. And the reason I love the contacts that you're kind of able to share is you also share almost a sense of vulnerability. Like you have absolutely no obligation to kind of release these kind of things in your past. But the reason why I feel like it's so energizing for me to hear is definitely the fact that right now I've always seen the Maria I know today, this version of Maria where confident, knows what she wants to do, very, very talented, but then kind of hearing these trial and errors, whether it was um, trying out college, whether it was cosmetology or makeup and whatever, it was like you were continuing to make all these attempts it's, and it's nothing that's found overnight. And that's really, really nice because a lot of people, well, A, might have a confidence issue saying, hey, I really like doing this, but that doesn't make sense. There's no way I could actually pursue that all the way. But then right there, you're already kind of failing your If you're telling yourself you're not going to do it, then obviously you're not going to do it. You're never going to know what's going to come about it. And I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of it has to be that confidence issue. And it also kind of hit me as well, because one thing that I always like to do is just making people laugh. But then I had this one moment of reflection of, wait, why? Why do I always like to be the center of attention or try to make people laugh? And then my upbringing was a lot more lonelier, I guess. I'm not very close to my family. I, uh, I felt like I had a lot of friends in high school, but then I felt like I was always forcing that. And I always continued to think now, that I'm older, why am I doing this? And I felt like it was all tied back to the fact that, you know, when I come home from school, I always felt so alone or lonely. So that's why when I am at school and an opportunity to be able to be social, I wanted the most of that. It's kind of like when you see the curtain call, you have those goosebumps, the adrenaline. You're like, this is amazing. I want to foster this feeling forever. That's how it felt like almost for at school for me, which is weird because when I was old, I enjoyed going to school. I looked forward to it. That's where I could hang out with my friends and make people laugh and, you know, do dumb stuff. Whereas at home, it felt a lot more restricted, a lot quieter. And I was like, all right, now I'm like forced to think about my just myself and being alone. That's <laughs> like an existential crisis every day. And so it's really cool it's almost trying to pinpoint why I ended up being a certain way that I am and then continually trying to attempt things, whether it's messing around with the ukulele, doing stand-up, improv, or even this podcast itself. It's Once again, it's very similar to the route you took. It's You never gave up. You always knew what you wanted to try to do, and you never held yourself back. And I believe you used the word fearless, and that's a perfect word to kind of describe who you are because you don't allow circumstances to hold you back. You say, I trust myself to try to go do that. And that's something really envious. And so what would you say to people that are actually feeling like they're trying to figure out what their purpose is, 
but they're actually holding themselves back with that doubt, with that confidence issue, because it's not as easy as just saying, hey, just go be confident. Just be go be fearless. Those are just words. But it, when you're put in that position, of course, you're a lot more deterred from being able to do so. And someone like you, a, a performer, entertainer, someone that thrives over, you know, people watching you, a, a lot of people's nightmare, if you will, a lot of people's purpose might not be as, you know, scary to them as public speaking or singing in front of people. It could be just something else, but they might not have the confidence within themselves to go pursue it. So what are some tips that you would be able to find saying, hey, stop doubting yourself. Just at mm-hmm. least go try it. The worst you can get is, you know, maybe it didn't work this time, but what can I learn from the mistakes to kind of improve more? Some people are just so afraid to even make those mistakes and move forward. So there had to have been a moment where, I don't know, when you're five years old to eight year old, you're like, all right, let me now go take that risk. Now my passion has overridden my sense of fear of failure. I'm sure there had to have been that moment, but what would some of your advice be for those people that might be in, stuck in that zone, if you will? Yeah, um, I would say that I would recommend, you know, doing your best to stay focused on what your main goal is. And we all have our down days. I have, I have my fair share of days where I wake up and I think, you know, maybe I'm not good enough and maybe I am not talented enough or you know maybe i'm too old for the music industry music industry has like a little bit of it's almost um, like an ageism kind of thing like a lot of the, i remember yeah like there's this perception yeah, i was just gonna say i remember when carly ray jepson first broke onto the scene and i was like oh wow like okay she threw out some couple bops and then i would list i would figure out how old she was and i was like holy smokes like she's like 26 or 27 already i remember at the time where like call me maybe came out that was yeah. like years ago so when all these pop stars are coming out mm-hmm. i'm just used to them being like either my age or just barely older than me and at the time she was like a lot older than me like 10 years older than me i was like i did not expect and not that that's negative but that was a surprise to me but i feel like this little example kind of validates what you're trying to say right and luckily i look 12 years younger than i actually (laughs) am um thanks to good genetics so no um but i think it's a it's just a um it's a false perception i and i've learned that over the years is you don't have to be 15 and justin bieber to get famous or to be successful in music. Now, a lot of super famous stars you'll find started when they were really young, either because they started from something else like acting from like Disney Channel or something else or something like that. But it's definitely not everybody's story. Um, And the more you look up a bunch of musicians, the more you'll realize that a lot of them actually didn't even hit success until their 30s or 40s. So uh, especially if you're in the business of songwriting, you can be 100 years old, it doesn't matter. because you're behind the scenes, but bring me back. Where were we? No, I was just saying, how would you find like that courage? Like, what would you say to some people that continually have that self-doubt? They don't have that confidence. Because like we said, it's not as easy as just saying, no, just go do it. Just go take the risk. It's a lot easier said than done. So there are a lot of people that are stuck there saying, no, what my purpose is not feasible. My dream of what I want to uh, pursue is not realistic. But that's where I say, no, pump the brakes. Don't say that to yourself because you will not truly know until you go do it. Like, for example, I had this podcast idea for quite a while now. And when it actually came out, it's still relatively new. But I'm kicking myself now because I keep thinking, wow, what if I started when I originally said I wanted to start? I would be further along. I'd be a lot better at this uh, X, Y and Z. But that's exactly where I catch myself saying you I'm right. The only thing that was stopping me was just myself trying to take that risk. But there are so many people that are just so afraid of whether it's failing, whether it's is a confidence issue by any means. What would you try to say to those people that say, hey, no, really, you got to go take that out? Because Maria, like we said, I feel like you're pretty fearless. You have that confidence. So I'm sure a lot of people look up to you for that as well. But I know that didn't happen overnight. That didn't just you weren't just born saying, let me just command everyone's attention like we have now discovered. Yeah. So I think a couple things really have helped me over the years. Um, and these all were not, you know, discovered at the same time or, you know, when I was younger. And a lot of them have really just been a part of my life in the past couple of years. But the first is I want you to ask yourself, like, what do you have to lose? You know, what is standing in between you and uh, what you want to be doing? And if the answer is yourself, then just get out of your own way. And if fear is driving you, write down what you're afraid of, what you're afraid that will happen, or write down what you're not confident about and look at it on paper. And a lot of the times it's something very ridiculous that is just in our own heads. So that would be the first thing. And the second thing to remember is there are a lot of people out there who know 
a lot less than you do Mm -hmm. about what you're passionate about and are successful already from it. So, you know, don't put yourself down in, in thinking, well, I'm not good enough or I don't even know what I'm doing. I think a lot of the times people are afraid to start something because they don't know how to start. And in that case, I would just say, take it one baby step at a time. When I started playing at like bars and restaurants and doing my live music thing, my solo act, I did not know where to start, couldn't even tell you. And I was like, all right, well, if I want to do it, I'm going to need equipment. So let's start there. And I reached out to one of my friends who did live music and I said, hey, can you send me a list of all the equipment that you use? And then over like the course of two months, I got all the equipment. And then the next step was, you know, finding the first place that I wanted to play. And, you know, my friend owned a bar, so he let me play at the bar and I got my first gig under my belt. And after that, I was like, oh, this is way easier than I thought it was going to be. And that that's my experience. But the lesson behind that is just take it one step at a time and it'll all come together. Don't if you look at it as one giant big picture, sometimes it can be very overwhelming. If I look at the big picture of I want to be a very successful live musician with, you know, hundreds of venues that I play out play at every year, it's immediately overwhelming mm-hmm. and you don't want to even start because you're it's too much to think about. But if you break it down into steps or, you know, take it one day at a time, it's so much easier to handle that way. And I would recommend it, you know, doing it that way. That's fantastic because that actually is a lot of what I was going to say as well. It's just being realistic about the expectations of what you're doing. Of course, my goal for something like this podcast is, you know, if it were to take off, that's fantastic. But at no point when I was putting this together, I said, this is going to be bigger than the Joe Rogan show. This is going to be bigger than any other podcast that anyone has ever listened to. No, that is not my intention. But if it were to grow bigger and bigger, that was great. So my first goal was if I just get like one or two listeners per episode, that isn't just like my family that I forced to listen, that would be great. And then I started to see these statistics where I would see a number and in my head, I'm like, all right, that was probably this person, this person, this person. I'm like, wait a second. There's like 12 other people unaccounted for who was listening to this. And at that moment, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. This is pretty neat. And so a lot of you listeners who are listening, they're saying, oh, wow, I mean, that's only like a few listens. But to me, that was so big. That was huge. And now fast forward to where we are now, there's all these different listeners that I don't know who they are. I don't know how to pinpoint. I know it's not just me listening on seven different devices that I have at home. I know it must be other people. And so that right there is a huge accomplishment that kind of gives me that adrenaline rush to continue to move forward. But kind of like what you said as well, it's fantastic because you have to chip away at it. It's not like overnight it's going to be able to take off. And one thing that I learned really quickly about myself as well is I like to laugh at myself a lot. And I think a lot of that came when I started to love who I was a lot more. And that makes it so much easier for me to now take risks. Like if I were to go to an open mic night and be on, I don't know, like a a set list where it was your opening and then there's another great people that are playing and then I have to follow up these acts. Of course, I'm going to be like, all right, first off, who is torturing me by trying to make me follow up Maria or vice versa, having Maria come up right after me? That sounds awful idea to make me look horrible, but that isn't my mind mindset anymore my mindset now is this is going to be hilarious this is going to be fantastic because people are going to get two completely different experiences right now they're going to get masterclass music with maria and then they're going to get me who's just having a good time so in my head i'm already laughing because i'm thinking this is going to be a lot of fun rather than be intimidated by like your tracker or whoever i'd be performing with if you will and so i think a lot of that started to help me push myself not for confidence per se but it's almost like i'm changing the way my brain views myself of saying, hey, I'm not saying you're great. I'm not saying you're terrible. But one thing I do know is you like to have fun and you like to have a good time. And regardless of what situation is in front of you, whether you fail, whether you succeed, why can't you at least try to control how you act during the process, if that even makes sense? And I feel like a lot of that came from me truly loving myself of who I was, proud of who I was. It's almost like I'm trying to foster my own personality to trust myself saying, oh, yeah, Tommy, you you can probably do well in that situation. Whereas in the past, I'd be like, oh gosh, I'm kind of crazy or I'm kind of don't really trust myself in a way where I would portray myself in a positive fashion. Whereas now I'm like, all right, yeah, you, you can throw whatever you want at me. I'm, I'll, I'll be pretty chill about it. And that's uh, fantastic to see. And one thing about you, like I always mention, is that's something a lot of people probably look up to through. You know, like you said, you can definitely say up to the point you are now, you've definitely had a lot of fair share of successes. But another thing to admire is you don't get complacent. You always have the next milestone you're looking for to doing to you it's not that nothing is good enough but you know what you are capable of and i feel like i can see 
what like all the talent you hold. I'm like, oh, man, it's just a matter of time. Just that one opportunity comes knocking for Maria or that one person hears a performance or whatever. And it's it's a done deal. And that's kind of another reason why I'm really excited to kind of, you know, be a pseudo friend, if you will, to kind of sit there and be like, told you so. And then at the same time, be like, well, I can't wait when it happens, not if, because then I can say. You have obviously matured since um, high school. And this isn't me saying, oh, yeah, Maria was so terrible. No, everyone matures, obviously. But I feel like it's almost a blessing, if you will, in a weird way, if you were to find that type of success you're looking for, a fame, whatever it may be, because now you're level headed and you know kind of how the world works. Whereas if it all hit you early, who knows what the type of ego and whatever have you could have kind of really boiled over to. So I know I kind of talked a lot there, Maria, but. I kind of want to sum it, reel it back and almost ask you just in a few sentences, how would you summarize that big question that we talked today of how do you find your purpose? This is going to sound like a Hallmark card, but I'm fine. <laughs> I'm really fine with it. Uh, and I think you can find your purpose if you really honestly just look within yourself and chase what makes you happy and be relentless in in um, going after what what makes you feel good and what makes you feel fulfilled and all of the other stuff will come with that all of you know how will i pay my bills and all that stuff it will follow i promise i'm not saying i'm not trust me i'm not promising you you're going to make a billion dollars but i'm saying don't let that other stuff get in the way and first you know just do what makes you happy um we only get one shot at, at this a life thing as far as I know. And it's so worth it to take the risk to do what you love. And you might fail. You might fail a couple times, but that doesn't mean that it's not meant for you or that you're not meant for it. So definitely don't give up if you're in the process of trying to find your purpose. Um, everybody has not just one, but multiple, and they might change and flux and, and that's okay. But I think everybody deserves to find theirs and to just feel fulfilled in it. There's always a million reason not to do something. You could always think of an excuse. You you can always find something that says, oh no, this is a universe telling me I shouldn't go do this now. It's almost because you're looking for a reason not to do it. And let's try to change that mindset of, this is something that makes me happy. This is something that I feel like I'm good at, or this is something that I want to do. So instead of trying to find reasons not to do it, try to just just go do it. It's almost like you're proving to the universe saying, hey, look, look what I can do kind of thing regardless. And Maria put it a lot nicer than I probably would have said it. I will say you will fail, but that's part of it. Everyone sucks at something before they get good. Well, maybe not Maria. Maria was probably just born with a good voice, but someone like myself, I have to do it over and over and over again until I feel like I am at a point where I can now show it to people. No, it should never be that way. Uh, you, what I'm saying is tie people down, force them. No, not really, not really. But what you should really be doing is just really embrace it. And Maria hit the nail on the head. Life is way too short to always sit there in the what ifs and saying, oh, man, what if I did this or what would have happened? The worst you can get is being exactly where you are now, except you're at a better position because now you know what worked, didn't work. Learn from that and just go out and do it again kind of thing. And I feel like that is a beautiful kind of way to kind of figure out what that purpose is. And I really, really love what Maria said is everyone falls into this ideology of only having one purpose. Once again, it's almost like the whole thesis is now you're locking yourself into that thought again. And the whole thought is, no, there are multiple purposes. There are multiple things you can be doing, which is fantastic. And it's absolutely a beautiful concept that someone like Maria is able to kind of shed with us, especially with her journey and where we kind of see her today. And so with all that being said, Maria, one thing I always like to do to almost be like a palate cleanser of all the kind of different, you know, subject content depth and things that we kind of talk into is kind of change it up a little bit and say, Maria, what, what's something kind of on like your bucket list? I know the pandemic is happening right now. Is there anything recent that you kind of added to your bucket list saying, oh man, if the pandemic Pandemics over, I definitely want to do this, or maybe doesn't even have to be anything pandemic related or anything recently that you added. Just something where you're like, before I pass away, once this one life is over, I would have really have loved to either have accomplished this or have done this. Uh, yeah, one of the biggest items on my bucket list is to be part of the writing team for a major film score. That is like dreams. Like if that ever happens, I'm good. 
Like, I am good to go. So I think, obviously, it has to do with music, but um, that. And I really want to visit Australia. It just seems like a nice place. Maria, <laughs> do you know that there are spiders that are probably bigger than you in Australia? You're crazy. Yeah, but there's like so many kangaroos and they're so cute. <laughs> I'm always I've been scared of kangaroos ever since I was little because I watched Kangaroo Jack with like the really bad CGI. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like the most terrifying thing I have okay, ever that's seen the most in my terrifying life. Terrifying CGI almost ever. Like <laughs> if we had to list the most terrifying CGI movies, that would be top 10. Right. And so you're telling me that that's not what kangaroos really look like, man, I got to go outside more. But no, I feel like Australia would be really cool because everyone says, oh, that's the down under. They do everything different. But no, it's it's really cool. But I am definitely terrified of knowing the fact that everything around me will most likely be able to kill me. And I'm not like the most intimidating person either. So even if I just saw like, I don't know, like like a cockroach, I'd be like, oh my God, this thing will be able to completely destroy me. But no, that's so awesome. And I know, I knew when I asked this question, it was going to be something music related, but what about Australia? It kind of intrigues you. Is it just like all the amazing wildlife over there? Or is there any other things that kind of makes you gravitate over to Australia? Um, I've always wanted to visit Australia. I don't know if there's anything in specific. I think it's beautiful. Um, I think it's nothing like any anywhere I've been so far. I think that is another draw. Um, I've been to a good amount of places overseas which i'm very blessed to have done um like i've been to iceland italy greece costa rica but i've never been one over on that part of the world but australia always was just, like so intriguing to me and beautiful and so i think i would love to visit just to see the um like the landscape and see the different maybe there's like a different culture there than um, in America. So I just I love visiting places for those reasons. And Australia always just seems so nice and like welcoming in that in those ways. This is going to make me sound like a total Yankee, but I'll say it anyway. But for me personally, because you mentioned a top 10 list, if there's like a top three list of best accents in the world for me, when they speak the English language, it's definitely Australian for me. It's like the greatest accent. Like if all my friends had an Australian accent, I'd be like, yo, this is awesome. Like just read me a book <laughs> or just have a conversation with me. And for once, I won't cut you off. For once, I won't be the one doing all the talking because I just want to listen to everything you say. So I mean, maybe that's of course more on a comedic effect but i mean that's still pretty cool but i think i'm a little bit too um ignorant on the fact of i don't really know a lot of things about australia like i don't know like how different is the food culture there like what what kind of food should i be expecting i know it's always like hot there and everything's kind of crazy but i feel like that is a really cool thing but so i'm assuming that you're a big traveler you enjoy traveling right now or not right now obviously but that's something that is kind of obviously <laughs> in your life that you really enjoy to do Yes, I love traveling. I really appreciate it. And I think it also makes you appreciate home more too. Um, I I like seeing different cultures. I like the seeing, you know, the different food, meeting the locals, I think is so cool. Um, and everywhere I've been so far has been amazing. And really the people have been like inviting and just like welcoming. So I, I really enjoy traveling and I would like to do much more of it, hopefully sometime in the near future when all of these restrictions are lifted and it's safe to. Um, but yeah, Australia is one of my bucket list places. So that, and I really want to go to Hawaii. I know it's like within the States, but it's on the other side of our, our States. We're on the East coast. So, you know, that's just a place I want to visit too because of the beauty that obvious and all the pictures and movies. So that's another spot I want to get to soon. All right. So what's going to happen is obviously I didn't disclose this, but I actually have a suspended credit right now from American Airlines because I was supposed to actually travel but then the pandemic hit and they're like hey you could have this credit as long as you use it by the end of like 2021 blah 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 and maybe it gets another extension but I was like how awesome would it be as one things you know hopefully not get back to normal but is less restricted hopefully a lot less of a danger for everyone else I was like I want to go to Hawaii too so I think what we're getting to the crux of the whole point of this conversation is we're all going to go to Hawaii together now and then we're just going <laughs> to just chill I'll be like oh let me meet your fiance this is going to be awesome and we're just going to mm -hmm. be able to relax but one of the last questions I just definitely want to ask you is it sounds like you've been to a lot of places which is fantastic and I'm oh this is probably the hardest question I'm probably asking you right now putting you on the spot where is the best place that you have been to so far Ooh, that's a tough question and you're not allowed to say Greece for obvious reasons so that is oh. excluded but any other place besides Greece? I will say every place had its own pros and 
Oh, the political correct answer. Here we go. Let me just start by saying that because honestly, everywhere I've been has been incredible. But my favorite outside of Greece, because Greece is really my favorite, but Costa Rica, hands down, was so amazing. Um, And we were, I stayed in the rainforest. Of course, you could stay on the coast, um, you know, on like a beach town or a beach city. But we stayed in the middle of a, of the rainforest, which was the most incredible thing I've ever experienced. And we literally ziplined through the canopies of the rainforest. And I kayaked on a lake next to a volcano, like just insane things that. Yo, imagine having a life like this. <laughs> <laughs> Maria has such an amazing life. And like I'm someone um, that's not on social media almost at all. Like I'm off the grid. So unfortunately, if you do post to social media and things like that, I don't keep up with everyone's lives. So I, this is all the first time I'm hearing about this. And I'm like, imagine just being Tommy and sitting in a room with a computer being like, yo, this it doesn't get better than this. And Maria's out here kayaking next to a volcano and just chilling in a rainforest being like, yeah, no biggie. This is just what I do. <laughs> That's amazing, though. Uh, yeah, I don't want to paint like a... a- the wrong picture that's not in my uh life all the time that was definitely it's not like what you do every right, single day right, right. <laughs> not waking up being like you know i'm gonna climb everest today let me let me get a flight yeah, over no, that there. was like my trip for the year um but um yeah it was amazing i highly recommend visiting costa rica um i had an amazing experience and uh, i would definitely go back if i go back i would love to see the beach side of it like the like stay maybe um, a little bit more south because I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. I guess it would be like northeast in the northeastern part um, in the rainforest mm-hmm. near um, Lake Arenal. And so I would love to see the other side of that experience, too. So because I, I, I hear it's equally as amazing. Um, so I would definitely go back. I would even go back and do the same exact thing over again. So that's <laughs> that's how cool it was. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend Costa Rica. And I know a great travel group, too, if you are interested in going, who leads uh, group trips down there. So that's you don't have to, like, commit to a long amount of time down there. And basically every all the work is done for you. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I hope you have some pictures. I would love to see some pictures, maybe share it on social media and just be like, yo, this is kind of some of the contacts that Maria is saying. So I feel like that'd be a lot of fun for the listeners. But before you have to leave, there are two final things I would like to ask before you go. Where can people find you? Is there uh, is there like any kind of social media or anything? And of course, whatever you mentioned, I'll be able to link hook up with you, get all the links. I'll put it in the show docs below. But yeah, where can people find you? What are some projects that you're working on right now? Sure. So my Instagram is at Maria Maslin Music. Um, I also have a website, mariamaslin.com. Ooh, fancy. Yes, very fancy. So those are the two places I think I'm the most active that you can reach me. Through my Instagram, you can um, either DM me or email me through my bio. I have all the contact info there. Um... And stay up to date with everything that's going on. Right now, unfortunately, there's not a ton of live music going on. And most of the stuff that I'm hired for is like a very private backyard 10-person type of event. But when things go back to normal, um, hopefully in the near future, I will post all my live music schedules. And I've just been writing a ton uh, my fiance and I, I mean, we've written, I think this week we wrote five songs. I was going to say, I, I the few times on social media, I saw that you had like a marathon where you were just crushing yeah, it. Yeah, so we've just been spending a lot of time since, of course, we're normally stuck at home, which is, is fine with me. I'm, I'm a little bit of a homebody. <laughs> um, we just have been putting our heads down and working really hard along with our producers to just get some really awesome music written. Unfortunately, I cannot share that music because we are trying to sell it. So it's top, top secret. Uh, But um, yeah, if I ever place anything after I'm allowed to share it with the world, I will definitely let you know if that happens. And you'll probably see me you probably see me post videos of like me popping champagne bottles or something. You'll be like, oh, must must have been a placement. Um, But um, yeah, that's where you can find me and stay up to date. I I do my best to post uh, interesting things. I am kind of a boring nerd. So if you have any (laughs) if you have any suggestions or questions, 
Definitely let me know. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, Maria is not always, you know, kayaking down waterfalls and stuff like that all <laughs> the time. So unfortunately, you might not th- get that content. But Maria is honestly a phenomenal person to follow, not just because of her story, but she's hilarious. She's a lot of fun, very humble. And it also doesn't hurt that you sometimes get blessed throughout the day with amazing singing. So that's always a pick me up that I always look forward to. The very few times I am on social media. But before I let you go, Maria, I just want to ask you, it's something that I always like to ask all my guests before we completely end the show is, do you have any final life? advice or anything that like your parting words if you would to the listeners it doesn't even have to be related to the question that we talked about today but kind of like what you mentioned that's what life is about right now all of us are trying to figure out how to navigate through this thing called life together as people we all experience and go through it we all see what's going on with the world we all have different experiences and we're all trying to really figure out whether it's our purpose whatever life is so what are some final parting words final words of wisdom from maria my words of wisdom are keep going and the you know 2020 was a big test for everybody i think or at least the majority of people uh everyone i spoke to at least and life can throw some stuff at you man and it's not always perfect it's actually never perfect but it's not always great um but there's always a new day and things do get better and if something doesn't make sense right now it will one day for you and i'm not you know i'm still figuring everything out myself and I'm sure the people that we look up to are still figuring things out for themselves. And I think that's important to remember as well is that we're all human and we're all trying to do our best to figure everything out. So definitely keep going. Never, ever give up and always stay true to who you are and what you what you want out of life. And listen to you dive deep. Oh, You heard it here first. Pop (laughs) superstar music sensation Maria says you should definitely continue to listen, but just keep going. Sounds very similar to just keep swimming, like Finding Nemo, what Dory says. But it's funny because it's true. All of us have to keep on taking the little steps that we need to for the rest of life. And we're all in this together. And Maria, I want to thank you so much for being able to hop on here. But listeners, it's your turn. It's time to reflect on the question we had today. So what do you think your purpose is? Now it's your turn to think about the question. What does it all mean to you? Don't be afraid to really dive deep and ponder the question. Until next time.